0: It's Rusty Diamond, mother fucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. You can check out other great shows on this network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This Is It with Lizzie, and "Say by the Ben. And guess what? I co-host all of them. So you know they're going to be good. And uh, the show is brought to you by Stoner Eats Productions, Fred Ben Savage as fuck, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SuckEmUp.org. And today, I have on someone, uh, a local, a local to me now, because now, um, yeah, I can't can't stay still, just like in uh, real life. I can't sit still, so always somewhere new and so this is somebody that is close by in my vicinity so i'm going to bring her on here right here right now and we have joanne dunsing right here how are you doing
1: good morning how are you rusty
0: i'm doing great how are you doing joanne
1: i am well i'm loving the temperature we've got here today it's cool
0: it is it's pretty nice uh um yeah felt good going outside and uh i mean yeah it's i i can handle this i'm not not out uh burning up and um, not it's not muggy Um, (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean it's been weird so before this i was living in in utah um where there's no humidity but i mean uh from june until october it's 100 degrees every day pretty much i didn't um, know that yeah yeah it's just i don't know i mean yeah, 4200 feet uh, elevation so just nothing but sun but um yeah, no humidity and then yeah i come in here and it's like okay well yeah it was i mean i was in minnesota before that so um so i i got i got humidity all right i i've Definitely figured out what that one is, and um, so, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice here. It's, it's not not terrible uh, humidity. So, um, so are, are you out closer to the coast then, or uh, I mean, it's not nothing's too far from the coast, I guess here. This is true.
1: Uh, well, we're on my office is located in Milford on New Haven Avenue, so you know the the water is is what less than a five minute drive from here. So we wow. tend to get a nice breeze here, even though you know we're a little more in than right on the water. The temperature is, you know, the breeze. There's usually a breeze here. So I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's pretty nice. I I've definitely been uh, yeah, enjoying the the coastal uh, life. I haven't really got to do that before. So it's it's pretty, pretty all right. And um, so then so okay so the the i don't know if you call i guess you call it the coastline it's not you wouldn't call it a beach or would you call it a beach by where you are or like yeah i mean they're
1: called beaches and i've been watching serious beach erosion in west haven yeah west haven in particular and it's just wild because i remember when the beach was big right yeah. And in West Haven, there's areas where I don't even think they call it beach anymore because it's gotten so small. So it's interesting to watch the coastline
0: here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm from Oregon, so uh, there, oh I don't God. we don't call them beaches out there. Uh, it's just a bunch of coastline, and it's like, oh, there's the ocean, and then it's not the ocean anymore. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's pretty nice um so what i heard is you need to kind of go up more towards rhode island in massachusetts Mm -hmm. for for the coastline um and kind of the further away from the city you get um kind of the better as far as coastline goes is that something that is correct
1: i would say that is correct absolutely rhode island is beautiful oh Uh, the air is nice. There's more of a breeze. There's more of a beach.
0: Yeah, I was out there uh, a few weeks ago out in uh, in Rhode Island, and yeah, it was it was pretty pretty nice out there. I liked it. Went out in the water for a little bit.
1: oh you did, um, you brave soul! You nothing bit your yeah. toes? I like that. Oh, oh no no I no, no, no in the I, water.
0: Not in the water. No, 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 no. I was in a boat. um, In a boat. I, I, okay. Maybe end of August, I'll go in the water for about a week, maybe two weeks, and that's it. Um, I mean, I'm used to the, the mountain runoff rivers to be in, and uh, I mean, people go in them in May when it starts to get 90 degree days, and people are in there, but then the water is You know it's pretty cold, and uh, you're not you're not catching me in cold water. So, uh, the river I'm all right with that.
1: Ooh, I remember a little river when I was much younger. So tell me about rivers because I have heard it said that 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 the river is constantly changing. I've heard it said that we never step into the same river twice because it's always moving. Tell me about rivers.
0: Well, yeah, I'd assume that would be the case. Um, So I lived when I grew up next to, besides, I want to say, is it the Amazon? I guess the Amazon. There's only two rivers in the world that run north. Hmm. Um, And yeah, I think one's the Amazon, then the other is the Willamette River. um, And that goes up. I guess uh yeah between the coast and the cascade mountains through oregon and uh, over over and on the west coast and uh but yeah then it flows into the columbia that goes along the border between oregon and washington and that flows out to the ocean but um yeah it was always kind of a gross river it was always you don't want to swim in that river because um so it a lot of it comes up from the willamette valley which is uh, a bunch of farmland and so you got a lot of uh you know farm waste and stuff flowing up through there and um so and then yeah and also in portland they dump a bunch of or they used to dump a bunch of stuff in there so it's always been kind of a dirty kind of a river but um yeah i mean they're always ever changing there's always water is always moving it's not like it's not like you're living by a lake which i won't go into a lake uh i even even the healing waters of lake lake minnetonka i would not uh get anywhere near i'm not i don't want to sit. it's like it's like being in a bathtub or a hot tub that hasn't been changed for no. you know however many years and I was like yeah I'm, I'm good on that one the water needs to be moving so but um <laughs> so are you from then Connecticut is that your yeah
1: I was I born and raised here and you know outside of the cost I, I'm okay with it I always felt like Connecticut has everything anything you want Connecticut's got it and the state is so small Rusty that if you're not finding what you want in Connecticut well just go to a next (laughs) state over go to New York you want the city you know I think Connecticut's got everything and then we've got all of the weather that's constantly changing and our seasons are kind of unseasonable you know like today it's pretty cool out there I I love it I love it and you know people say that people in Connecticut aren't friendly well I think it depends on what town you go to in Milford they're pretty friendly but if you go further down to a particular town that I won't mention in Fairfield County, the people are not so nice, (laughs) but if you go in the very next town, the people are wonderful. (laughs) And that's really so much about what I do love about Connecticut is there's so much diversity (laughs) and, you know, we get to choose, we get to choose where we want to hang out and how we want to hang out. Right.
0: Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's nice having everything so close, and uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I do enjoy being out away from the cities and uh, kind of more in a a rural setting. But even in a rural setting, it's nothing is that far. Um, I mean, uh, even like kind of, I guess northwest and northeast of hartford um it's all just i mean you tell people that there's there's farmland in connecticut and you know they're like oh when people say connecticut everyone thinks of uh you know yeah certain town uh maybe and uh yeah everyone, everyone has one certain stereotype of connecticut as well it's yeah. you know not not quite. I mean, if you want to think that it's great. It's one of those things like please, please keep thinking. And that's the thing. Um in uh back in Oregon, there was a saying, um, uh, but it's changed since I think it was um visit but don't stay. Um and I always I always like that one. And it's it's nice, like, you know, you know, you gotta you gotta you know make it think that it's not. Uh, it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a good place um but and then yeah i i lived here 35 years ago i moved here 35 years or moved away from here 35 years ago and um and it's weird weird coming back and then yeah going and uh went and drove over about where i used to live um yeah, a few months ago and that was interesting and
1: uh, what town yeah. did you grow up in
0: um i grew up in new fairfield
1: new fairfield so which go is in there.
0: yeah go ahead oh go ahead um no it was yeah and, and then when, whenever i say that i get i get looks when i tell people that that's where i i lived um there's always looks with that one so uh but then yeah when I, where i lived in oregon is kind of the same thing but um but it was it was cool so i went to um One of the first things I like looking for when I move somewhere is a good grocery store. And it's, it's important to me. And I, I don't know if it's something in my blood or what. And so I went to, hmm, I went to Stu Leonard's and, uh, and I, so I told my mom this and she said, Oh yeah, we used to go there all the time as a kid. You love that place. And uh, so maybe that was just something that was, in my head. And um, I mean, that. what other uh, place has animatronics inside of a grocery store? And that food there is pretty, pretty great. So I'm, uh, I I was, I was pretty happy with that. And so I I end up going there pretty often, like doing my shopping there. So
1: see, that's sweet. It's like the memory cells, right? You go, "Oh, it must be something I had in my head." Oh, you had it much more than your head. You had it in every part <laughs> of your being, Rusty. You walk in yeah. there, are memory cells like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love this place. I remember <laughs> this place." And you know you get that good feeling, right? Yeah, and then you I, could have walked into a different grocery store and it could have been like, oh, "This is not the store for me. Doesn't feel good. I'm leaving here." And you go, <laughs> what the heck?" right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why am I why am I here? And yeah, I just Okay, yeah, uh, this is me my place I'm going to go. And yeah, something I didn't know. And it's one of those things, uh, you know, you're, it's in your subconscious uh, memory. And that thing never turns off. It's always listening, always taking information in. <laughs>
1: you're so right about that. Every split second of our life goes to our subconscious, right? Because it's our operating system. So there we may be at some point in our life, maybe 40 years old, and, you know, maybe saying to somebody, you know, I don't know why I do this. I've done this my whole entire life. So maybe 40 years old running on a six-year-old program. And then this is where the change comes in. We go, well, well, wait a minute now. I'm I'm 40. I've been doing this my whole life, and I'm not loving it anymore. So then we can create a new habit but we've got these programs, right? But right. we can create new programs. And people, you know, that's part of, of what I'm passionate about, right? right? Is You're really not stuck. I remember back in the day when we had records, and I hear they've come back. And the needle would get stuck, and my father would be yelling, Joe, move it, move it, move it. And I- <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, daddy? And he's like, don't you hear that record? It's stuck. And it was like, oh, no, I didn't notice. Why wouldn't I notice? Because I was probably thinking about something or reading something or creating something, right? Right. But that was something my father was conscious of. So we become conscious of these habits and patterns that we have, and, and we can change them we can change them, we can create new habits and new patterns. But yes, every split second of our life is there. every program we ever received. Oh my gosh, I could remember, my, my son is 33 now and my daughter is 31. And my son and I were at the mall, he was probably a teenager, uh, you know, young teenager. So the two of us are at the mall, and we, we go to get onto the escalator. And he looks over at me and he says, Do you see what you have done to me? What are you talking about? He goes, look at how we are not getting on the escalator. I was like, oh my gosh, Josh, this is hysterical. We're standing there, you know, pull a foot up and hesitate and pull back. I go, this is what my mother did. When I was a kid, I would go to get on the elevator at the Trumbull Mall. And my mother would be like, wait a minute, Joe, wait a minute, are your shoes tied? Yeah, mama's shoes are tied. Oh, wait a minute, Joe, hold on. Wait a minute, and I was always like this. So, so there I am, this adult with with a teenage boy who is so incredible, and, and he's saying, "Look what you did to me!" No, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So unconscious, right?
0: Right, and yeah, and stuff like that is going to obviously stick. And yeah, you just don't even, you don't, even don't know realize. it. Just okay this is something that I I picked up and
1: but it's never too late it's never too late and one day you know when we were all living together my daughter was in her late 20s she's 31 now and she was packing a bag to go out and she looks over at me she says do you see what I'm doing here and I'm like no she goes you did this to me you gotta love my kids right (laughs) you did this to me I go what are you doing She goes, I just checked my bag like three times. I'm like, and that's a problem. You know, you have everything, don't you? When you get there, you don't have to worry about, oh, I forgot. (laughs) So habits, patterns, right? We pick them up in our environment and, and we get grabbed by the heightened negative emotions, right?
0: Right. Uh, Yep. Those so, ones are the ones that they're gonna, they're gonna hit you they're, and you, you don't know it. You don't know it until it hits you again.
1: Right. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm feeling this way. I can't believe I'm right. But there we are, right. right. Stuck in a remembered tragedy, fear, whatever it might be. And then people live stuck for years and years and years and years. So much of, 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 you know, what I believe is that when we want to make change, when we want to kind of move out of those stuck states, we've got to attach heightened emotions because it's the heightened negative emotions that grab us. So then let's attach some heightened good emotions to what it is that we want as we are moving out of that old habit, old pattern that is like stored in every part of our being, and the survival brain is like, "Don't do that." Remember when? <laughs> it's like it only happened once.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's even like the, which I I don't really, I don't know. I don't. I try not to do it often, but the the stop smoking, and I mean that, and that's one thing that. I don't know. And that's one of those things that everyone thinks of whenever they think of hypnosis. And it's just, I usually have doing an eye roll. Okay. Well, there's a lot more than that. Um, but then that one is very much, you know, centered on that with that, you know, there's with the really bad and hook it with something with that. And then to the, what can be the really good and, you know, put that together and, um, so then yeah then it's just if you don't want to do it you don't want to do it if someone else is telling you you want to do it you don't want to do it and it's i i, I can't tell me people i've hung up on or not hung up on but just you know they're like i kind of want to stop smoking uh you know but my my uh my significant other wants me to stop smoking i'm like well do you want to stop smoking uh eh, no okay well don't feel bad about it keep smoking if you ever want to stop give me a call you know my mind the phone number bye that's <laughs> just so right I don't, you know, don't don't feel bad about what it is. It's only when you want to change that you can start feeling bad about anything of your um anything that's you're you're doing. But then when you start feeling bad about it, then go change it. It's not just go. It's not difficult. It's only it's you're the one, the only one that can make you do it. You can uh I I, I can't lead you to water. Uh, mm-hmm. you got a drink, you're drinking already. You're telling me if you're drinking, I I'm just here along for the ride. I'm taking you, taking you where you need to go, but yeah. Um, that's so right. that's right. So you're talking
1: about the want to right? Somebody has to want to. So I get those phone calls from, from people who smoke and they're like, you know, part of me wants to quit. A part of me doesn't want to quit. And I'm like, right. That's the human experience. <laughs> it's the way it works with so much of what we do, right? Right. So they come in and we we start talking about the want to. What is the what is the want to, right? And what is the not want to? Well, Joanne, I really don't want to stop smoking because I really enjoy it. Yeah, I bet you do. What what do you enjoy about it, right? Well, you know, Joanne, I go outside, I sit on my back porch. I watch the trees and the squirrels. I'm like, yeah. And you know, do you have children? They go, yeah. was so when when your children are there, do you say to them, hey, let's go outside and enjoy ourselves. And bam, here's your cigarette. Of course not. So you can still go out there on your back porch and you can still watch the trees and the squirrels. It is an emotional attachment. This is enjoyment. The enjoyment is not in sucking in the toxins. The enjoyment is not in lighting your money on fire. The enjoyment is not being an outcast, having to literally go out to (laughs) smoke, right? Right. So there's those emotional attachments. And and we all have reasons why we do the things that we do. And they can be very illogical. But where's the logic, right? So, So yeah, you enjoy it. You enjoy the ritual, the habit, the pattern, the belief system. Well, cigarettes help me to relieve stress. Okay, and why are you here? Because your health, because the cost. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. So we just keep on playing around with it, right? We're building up more and more of what we want. I'm choosing because I want. When I went gluten-free back in 2013 to get my health back, I cried when that doctor told me, I told you I would find out what was wrong. She said, you become sensitive to gluten, blah, blah, blah. I sat there and I cried. And she was like, oh, my God, you're misunderstanding me. You don't have to do this. I'm just telling you what to do to get your health back. She said, you get to choose. I went, I get to choose? She said, yeah. I said, now I'm on board because I'm going to do it my way. I'm not going to go 100% because that was emotionally devastating for me. I am naturally underweight. I would eat Wendy's nine o'clock at night. I'm putting weight on my body. I'm all proud of myself because I'm not going to burn those calories, right? You know, I would plan my subway subs. I would plan my pasta to put weight on my body. Now, the things that I, right. So she says, no, you get to choose. So I said, okay. So I did. I just cut back like 20% on things and a little bit. And, I, and within days, I was feeling better, within days. And that's so much of what happens with the smoking habit as well. Just within like three days, people can notice a difference. It's amazing how quickly the body can begin to change because it's getting the oxygen that it needs for the life force. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, once you're past that third day here, you're, you're good. You might have a little something in you telling you something on the sixth day, but it's just something in your head and you just, yeah, I don't need that. And then you're good. And you're, you're, once you're past day six, you're, you're fine. Once you're past day one, you're fine. But day three and day six are usually a little something, but hey, you're already past the physical part. It's just in your head now. And that's when it's on you, you know, you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta do it how you want. Yep. And you're right.
1: It's in your head, right? The habit, the pattern. It's like, yo, it's like eight in the morning. You're making your coffee. Where's your cigarette? You know, survival brain. I'm like, oh, what are right. you doing? You're 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 like not in the norm over here. what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing? And it's like Uh, that's where the different conversation comes in because we're going to have a conversation anyways, right? So rather than the resistance, having a conversation of, I hear you, I see you. I know, (laughs) we used to do that. We don't do that anymore. We're just enjoying our coffee. And look, we're gonna sit in the living room in the comfortable chair. We're gonna watch the news. That's what we do now. It's a different conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah. People resist, right? It's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And it's like, I see you, I hear you. It's okay. We don't do that anymore. Yeah,
0: you don't have to go stand out in the rain and uh, try to try to smoke or being at the beach and uh, having having the the wind smoke three quarters of your cigarette. Um, you just you got to sit inside. and You get to be comfortable. Or- nothing wrong with that That seems like a good deal huh that's
1: right that's right and you know the same thing with food right right people who you know people who want to lose weight right i had this woman in my office the other day i know her she's gorgeous and 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 i just she blows my mind she's gorgeous she's smart and and you know she grabbed at her stomach and she said look at this and i said I noticed. She goes, oh my God, you noticed? I said, well, of course I noticed. So she says to me, you know, it's wheat belly. I said, okay, so you can continue eating your wheat if you want to. It's entirely up to you. What do you want to do? And it ended up, I was like, you know what, babe, you want a magic wand. You got to work your magic on the inside. Your magic on the inside is like this I'm choosing to eat the foods that are enabling this body to lose its inflammation <laughs> to feel better to have more energy but you can continue adding to your wheat belly if you want to so she knows she has a sensitivity I just cut back a little you make pasta for your family you want to have it that night have it and then you got to love it right Yeah, but they want it every night. Well, then eat it every night if you want to, like you were saying before, Rusty. It's up to you. You let me know what you want, and I'll help you get there.
0: Right. And so then, sometimes though, with the especially with the the um, the weight loss, uh, I don't know. Sometimes gets into deeper um stuff to address. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know. I don't want to know a percentage uh, of what has been. I probably 90 of what I've experienced in my time has been something, some underlying. And it's usually something they don't know about either. That's right. You and
1: are right. You are right, Rusty. Keep going.
0: I mean, that's the hard part uh, that it's just like, I want to come in. I want to lose weight. Why? What, why? Why do you want to lose weight? What is it? Well, I'm, you tell me. You tell me why you want to lose weight. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Why. Uh, okay, well, you know, uh, let's. Uh, and then, I mean, even going in right then and just going in their head and it doesn't take too long to find some nugget. Oh, this is why I want to lose weight. Because this happened to me when I was nine. And I didn't realize how impactful it was. My subconscious took it in, but I blocked that out because of how devastating that was to me. But here it is. I'm 50, and I to have this urge to lose weight. And I don't know why. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And then some people will use on an unconscious level, using that weight as a protection barrier, right? Like they don't want mm-hmm. to be attractive. And the truth is, and I tell this to my clients all the time, because, you know, we've got to get into the fears. We've got to get into what's going on inside your head. Cause it's really not about the food. Right. Right. And I'll, I'll get clients talking about it. I'm like, but yeah, but well, who would you be if you lost 20 pounds? Like how would your life change? I like, you know, like tell me. And they're like, well, you know, yeah. I really don't want to date and I really don't want, you know, people to be attracted to me. I'm like, I got to tell you something. No matter what your weight is, there are people out there who are crazy about you regardless of your weight. So then, this is puncturing delusions, right? Puncturing right. delusions. The like delusion that. of, well, if I lose 20 pounds, then I'll be attractive. A well, girlfriend, you are attracted to whoever it is that is attracted to you, regardless of your weight. Puncturing mm-hmm. delusions. You know, people say, oh, I can't stop my mind. Right, because you are alive. And let's be alive and well. Let's have a different conversation with that mind. And and what is it that it's trying to tell you? And what is it that it needs? And and you've got anxiety. Okay, great. So like, look around, look around and, and just, you know, verify the fact that you are safe. Okay, I am safe. And even like, place your hand right here because it's calming to the body, interrupting the physiology of anxiety. And it's like, Okay, how are you feeling now? You verify that you're safe. We've interrupted the physiology. We're literally calming every part of your being. Where's the anxiety now? You still have it, but it's not at the forefront. It's okay to have anxiety and do life, but let's bring it down where life can be done easier. Even though I have anxiety, I can still live a full life. Yeah, oh, puncturing all delusions. If and only when, no, right here, right now. Let's step into this incredible life you've been given because the truth is the human experience, it's messy, it's confusing, but it's awesome and it's awe inspiring, right? Oh right? my gosh. And it's a roller coaster ride, and there's never a dull moment. Planet Earth, imperfect people living on an imperfect planet, giving birth birth to imperfect children. Then we get to put all of our imperfections on them. And then they become teenagers and go, look, mom, look, you did this. (laughs) (laughs) But this is life on planet earth and, and puncturing the delusion of the way that things should be. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and how much of the stuff can get uh, into your DNA which is wild and um, so I was under the impression that it was maybe only two or three generations that it really ends up affecting, but uh turns out I, I'm way off and I, I was seeing at least 15, um, if not more. And I mean, just, you know, like like why why am I afraid of heights? Uh, you know, or you know why why am I afraid of of spiders? Or like I I don't know. But then it, you know there's something. Or why am I afraid that someone's going to attack me? Or and um, just holding on to those things that this uh, just is mind blowing. That then, then that gets passed on. Not just from observation of your children, but from actually ingrained in your DNA That's right, and I mean, just to yeah, be able to I mean, like yeah, you know, before you have a kid, like just I mean one thing, one thing going and uh taking care of one thing that has affected you can you know change your DNA, which is so crazy and just so impactful so much what just a f- what an hour hour and a half can do to your life. You're not kidding. You are not
1: kidding Rusty and and you know this this fear of heights we're born with two fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds so yeah we're going to be afraid of heights because we're born with a fear of falling right so again you know it's not about the food it's about this relationship it's about this thought same thing with the heights thing we're really afraid of falling but it's in our dna it's in our survival brain right Right. My, my sister cracks me up. She's a bit older than I am. And um, she's got a son. And he's in his 50s now. And my sister has always like had a fear of spiders. Okay. My nephew is a big guy. He's, he's big boned. He's tall. He's a big guy. Well, my sister moved, you know, a few months back And her and her son, my nephew, this big guy, were in the garage moving stuff. And there was a spider. She says, oh, my God, Mom, he screamed like a, I mean, he screamed like a girl. He screamed like a girl. She goes, I couldn't believe it. I go, well, did you kill the spider? She goes, no, no. I'm like, oh, my God. So here's this big guy, right? Right. Big guy. I see a spider inside oh, my shoe was off and I'm just like, <laughs> that thing. it's like, hell no, you can't live here. Oh, no, 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 no. So my big guy, but he's got this fear of spiders because my sister, his whole life, his whole entire life. So, and you're right, generations back, because I've done some deep, deep, deep work, you know, where I've gone to see my hypnotist. And we've done some serious, deep work. And in my sessions, I'll often do what I call dialoguing in hypnosis. It's really root work. And it is so beautiful. And I love when I get somebody who says, you know, I don't think that, you know, I can relax. I'm like, okay, you know, close your eyes only if you want to, only if you want to. Or you can keep them open and if you want to. I've had people who keep them open sometimes, right? And then their eyes are like, <laughs> so... <laughs> People relax because there's, I'm about the level of relaxation that's right for you. I'm not going to be shaking somebody's arm and yelling deeper, (laughs) deeper. I don't work like that. It's all about right. What's right for each individual. And in that relaxed state of hypnosis, we begin having a conversation with the subconscious. And it is so beautiful. Maybe somebody wants to go on a vacation and there's heights involved and they've got this fear of heights. And in hypnosis, we're talking back and forth with that part, or we might be doing age regression. I remember I had a particular client and first time we did age regression, bam, she went back to the age of like two and a half. And it was a Christmas thing. She talked about what dress she had on and she talked about, of course, what her mother did, right?
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So in hypnosis, we took care of it. With her older, wiser self, we went to that little girl. She spoke to that little girl in the language that was right for her. We brought in the understanding of mom was doing the best that she could do. There was no intention of harm. We have a different dialogue, right? And then people come out of hypnosis and sometimes they don't remember anything. Sometimes they do. But one thing for sure, change has taken place on a cellular level, Rusty. Right. If we had the brain scan hooked up, if we had the heart monitor hooked, up during those sessions, we would see the most tremendous activity taking place in the brain. We would see the breakthroughs and then we might see something lulling. And then if we had the brain scan, I'd be like, okay, what the hell were you (laughs) thinking? We had this phenomenal breakthrough and then bam, what were you thinking? Well, I was thinking, would they like me if I really make that change? well, no wonder why you were looking down there because you were. Yeah. So the changes take place on a cellular level. I had this one guy, I got to tell you, 50-ish, right? Yeah. He came to me first session. I do a complimentary phone consultation and he didn't talk much. So I thought, okay, maybe he doesn't have liberty. Maybe somebody's in the room. So he comes in and he wanted to lose 50 pounds So I noticed on his form, you know, anxiety and depression. And I said, okay, do you see a psychiatrist for your medications? Yes. What does your psychiatrist say about your weight? He said, my psychiatrist said, I lack satiation. You lack satiation. Okay. In the first session, I've got this man experiencing the emotion of satiation satiation right in the first session and he's realizing now on a conscious level whoa it's not it's not about the food it's an emotion and then i also talk with my weight loss clients about creating an eating lifestyle that is right for them weight watchers is right for some people we need a strategy right so it comes back second session says joanne I lost four pounds. I put myself back on Weight Watchers because that's the strategy that works for me. And can I tell you, I've been so satiated. I said, please do. He talked about being outside, taking a vigorous walk with his dogs. And that was so satiating because he wanted to move his body more. And he was aware of the beauty of the day. I'm like, that's right. And he went on (laughs) and he told me other things. And it's like, yeah, you're just being filled up with life, aren't you? Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, and, and just, uh, and even how much more, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I uh, with psychiatrists and everything, you know, it's, well, you know, it was six years, uh, maybe every month or every week you go in and it's what, 38% effective for what's done in hypnosis, uh, one session, uh, 93% effective. And, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, it's just gets you right then. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I was so bad in school. I just, I didn't care. I didn't want any of that. It nothing, but yeah. Hypnosis just, it spoke to me. And, uh, wow. and I, I was, I thought it was all fake. I thought everything, I thought it was like a magic show. Like I was just someone that's in on the joke. And then the first day that I went to training and I got hypnotized and I said, okay, well I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. This is, this is great. And I kept saying, uh, hypnosis is great hypnosis and i wouldn't shut up about it and i still don't and yeah. and then yeah that's. i mean that's how I got the name for my uh my company i mean yeah. it's yeah. it's amazing it's it's life-changing yeah and and uh-huh. like that one day i mean and yeah, i mean i say this a lot and then like for um for ptsd i i won't i don't charge for PTSD. the yeah, so one thing i won't charge for and I, I like using the um the you know like get him and do like a, you know a desensitization like rapid desensitization rapid desensitization we're getting in on these these words here um uh, but uh and just just let it let it go and just Cause sometimes they think they're coming in for one thing, but then again, it's something that was well before that. It's like, oh, that was something that happened like three years ago. It's like, okay, but when I was when I was twelve, this happened and all you know, just watching their their face with their eyes closed, and then just you, you see that moment when they open their eyes and they're like, Oh, okay. And I'm like you just have to experience it one more time. It's gonna happen anyway sometime in your life and you're going to be in a spot where you're you're not going to be calm and you know half asleep uh uh and you know not have a sleep but you know and, and like a, such a relaxed state that you know and then plus you're going to be living in uh a, living off adrenaline making dumb decisions because you're in flight or flight mode yeah. for at all times just waiting for this thing to come back and, and get you just, just waiting, just waiting, knowing that what, what it's going to do, but yet not proactively taking any action on it and just waiting for it. And just, you can just get it done in an hour and a half and and not have to worry about that anymore. Wow. You are good and you know you talk about psychiatry
1: psychiatry has its place i believe pharmaceuticals have their place they can really help us to get into a more regulated state so then we can move out of that stuck state right right and and that that ptsd stuff is is pretty serious because the survival brain don't let that happen again watching out watching out watching out i've had vets you know veterans of war in my office and and they're like you know joanne I'm, i might get triggered and i'm like yeah it's okay that's what you do not a problem so yeah. then and i instruct them so you'll if you get triggered you just open your eyes that Joanne i'm triggered so this one guy in particular so he'd open up his eyes and he'd go i'm triggered i go okay look around verify are you safe yes, I'm safe. What town are you in? I'm in Milford. What state are you in? Connecticut. Look around again. Are you safe? I'm safe. And the eyes close. And it's like, oh my gosh. Because we just have to sometimes give a different signal and not be hijacked, not be hijacked by it, but to have that different conversation. But we've got to verify the truth is I am safe. And bringing in physical, like just placing the hand, you know, in this area. It is so calming, so very calming. So again, interrupting that physiology, not denying reality. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you're going to, you know, and he would open his eyes sometimes two or three times. And by the third time, he would just smile and close his eyes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's okay. Hey, I lead yoga nidra and I love yoga nidra. As far as I'm concerned, yoga nidra is like a whole nother level of hypnosis. The, 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 um, the mechanism of the relaxation, it's just layering and layering and layering and the releasing and relaxing that takes place in the nervous system is so amazing. And the um Veterans Hospital in West Haven has a yoga nidra class so but Uh, what what's important about that though is is instructors need to let people know you might get triggered and it's okay if you do so open your eyes you can stand up you can look around you know and i'm always telling my clients if at any time you want to open your eyes you can open your eyes right right so again, it's not that resisting, oh my God, there are, you it, no, it's like, oh, okay, this is happening and it happens and I am safe.
0: Yeah. And what a, what a better place to have it happen. I mean, when, when you're that relaxed and you get to experience it and, um, uh, yeah, and I mean, I I heard I, I don't know I was talking with a buddy about, um, you know when the when the stuff happens uh, or some something like that happens or if you're, you know, doing some uh, you know hallucinogenic something or other, and something happens some something negative happens to so not just. It's something that you need to take care of. It's like something that's coming in there that's like don't don't fight it. It's something that that obviously needs to be worked on and mm-hmm. just you know face it kind of head on and just yeah, you know, not knowing what's gonna happen, but then yeah, being in that state where you're just you're it's the optimal place for you to get feeling better and you know be able to change on a cellular level
1: mm-hmm. like you were
0: talking about which is i mean can can uh, can affect your whole bloodline your whole bloodline so, is going to be affected in a positive way if oh, you uh if you go and you you call you look up joanne uh anywhere your whole bloodline can be in a much better place you can Change the whole course of history into or you know into the present uh, into the future. Um, and so when people are going to do that, where are people going to find you to be able to do that?
1: So my phone number is two zero three nine zero seven 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 one zero. And then my website is my name j o a n n dot com. So I'm all over, all over the internet, easy to be reached. Um, there's contact forms at my website, or I could be called. There's also a page that's got FAQs. And on that FAQ page, there's a comparison study that shows with hypnotherapy, 93% recovery after six sessions. So many people are in traditional psychotherapy and understandably so, but many people want something more. They feel like they just aren't getting to where they wanna to go to. So this can be used as an adjunct along with their regular therapy if they want to. And yeah. you know, behavior therapy, 72% recovery after 22 sessions and psychoanalysis. 38% recovery after 600 sessions. And you have got quite a thing where you're talking one session. You don't even charge and you've got somebody freed up from PTSD. That is incredible.
0: It's, it's okay to feel great. There's nothing wrong with it. Hypnosis, wrong is, with it. Great. Hypnosis, Hypnosis is, is great. Hypnosis is great. Yeah. <laughs> Joanne, thank you so much. And you can... You, you, uh, you can spot a hip- hypnotist miles away because you you see that that smile on their face and just you know how um, you got to figure it out. And when you hypnotize somebody, you got to feel you get kind of kind of hypnotized too. So you got to do it enough, you, you feel all right. And so um, yeah, so Joanne, it was great meeting you. Great getting to talk with you. And uh, go out and enjoy enjoy today. How are you gonna enjoy today?
1: Thank you, Rusty. Thank you for having me. And enjoy your
0: day as well. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, take care.
1: You too. Bye for now.
0: All right. right, That was Joanne Dunsing. Like I said, yeah, you can always spot a hypnotist. Um, If you want to go back, I have had some other hypnotists on here. I had the person who trained me, uh, Bruce Terrell, on here. I also had uh, Crystal on here. Um, I feel like I had one other person that I was in my class, but, um, oh, and, uh, I did, um, and Sharon. So if you go back and look, yeah, Kristen or Sharon or Bruce, all three of them go and check out those episodes here within the last year or so. And yeah, check out Joanne. Hypnosis is cool. It's something if, if I wouldn't have stepped in a hole, I would have never found hypnosis. And uh, thank you for that hole for destroying my body. And <laughs> yeah, I've made hypnosis. So thank you everyone for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN with other shows that I co-host, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie. And saved by the Ben. And this is brought to you by uh, Stone Reeds Productions, Fred Ben Savage fuck, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is great, and sockemup.org. And that is the show. Man, boom. It's rusty diamond, motherfucker. It's rusty diamond, mother. Ernest. Ernest. Ernest! <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right?